0: To the podium, Mr. Jarek Robbins.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of JRC TV. If you're tuning in, we are very excited. We have a very special guest you should be able to see here. Um, to jump right in, this is a gentleman that trained me from being someone who could stand up and share information with people to someone who could stand up and actually influence people. Before I met this man, I would stand up, give a speech, and um, watch a bunch of people take notes and then leave and do nothing with it. That was frustrating. <laughs> and, and I worked with him. He showed me and trained me on little tiny adjustments I could make. We're going to talk about four specific ones today, but, but little fine-tuned adjustments I could make to what I was doing to take it from a good educational moment to a powerful, influential, life-changing moment for these people so that when they left the room, their life would never be the same again. Now, to give this man an introduction, he is the heavyweight champion of the world when it comes to influence. He was born in Brazil, made in America, as he says. And this man literally, and he's going to tell a little bit out of his story real quick, but he has deconstructed and de- you know, take the magic away and, and unveiled the curtain to show you the legitimate pieces that actually work based on decades of research and decades of practice and being able to influence thousands of people all over the world. Um, but he'll give you the details on this. It's Mr. Roberto Monaco. So, Roberto, thank you for joining us.
0: Thanks so much, buddy, for inviting me. I'm super happy and excited and grateful to be here with you because one thing I know about you, bud, you're very, very... Uh, concern about, with serving and helping people, and you're so committed to always, and even yes, they say, Hey, man, I'm sorry, man, I'm changing lives. We are back and forth the test And I love about you because you're the real deal a professional coach who the number one intention is to serve people, and you come from your heart. So when you invite me to this interview, I am super honored to be here with you, buddy. Well, we're so, privileged thank you. to
1: be here, and I'm excited. Sh- yeah. We just did a training for our performance coach university yep. people. Yep. I- I've got yep. literally three whole pages of notes back and front going on over here. So I'm I love excited it. to share some of this magic with our yep. JRC TV community around the yep. world. People yep. will be listening on our podcast, on Facebook Live. Uh, yep. Wherever you're listening from, please make sure in the comment section to ask lots of questions. And, and really, truly, what we'll do is we'll take those, we'll get them over, and then we'll come back and answer them for you. So love to know wherever you're tuning in from, number one, where you're tuning in from. Number two, I'd love yep. to know three things you're grateful for in the comment section as we're going through this conversation. That's for everyone well, watching.
0: Well, I'm grateful – I'm grateful to be here today. All right, the
1: first one, the first there we go. <laughs> started off strong. So with this, um, let's give everyone you know just just a miniature version of, of how did you get to where you are today? Because I okay. think it really lets people know you know who you are and what you've done and, and, and why this is really really important for them to pay attention to and take notes on.
0: So I I my previous career I used to be a banker. I worked in a bank for ten years. And I was making good money, but I was unhappy and fulfilled. Mm. Decided to quit, travel. I went to England, coming here to America. And I remember I remembered where I was literally translating a, a, a book. And I read this question. The question said, if I could do anything in my life and I knew I could not fail, what would I be doing today right here, right now? And the first time you hear this question for real, just like, meaning I can do anything. Mm-hmm. And then I... I, I was in a space of not knowing what I was going to do, but if, when I look back in my life, I always had the desire to to help people. I was, I was mm-hmm. the guy in my group that talked to people, make them feel better. So I said, you know, it would be cool one day to become some type of mentor or coach or speaker. So I had this vision, right? But for five years, I didn't step up because mm-hmm. fear hold me back. The belief that I couldn't do it because English is my third language, I have a thick accent five years five cost me wow. and and I hope that today inspires you, so you. don't waste one more second in your life allowing fear or negative beliefs to hold you back eventually apply for a job for a company that some of you may heard uh, the Anthony Robbins companies I go hire and start speaking for in behalf of Tony Robbins and our job was to do a lot of speaking around 400 talks a year yep. to real estate companies mortgage companies car dealers Promote the Unleash the Power Within. The first six months I was terrible hmm. because I didn't understand closing or the one called close environment. I wasn't good in sales. I was terrible. But then I hired a coach, I started studying and eventually my num- numbers got better, I started improving. I was invited to train all the speakers. We connected that way, yeah. you know, at uh, Robbins Research International, or the Entry Robbins Company, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then after six beautiful years we left and I have an influencology uh, company now for nine years where I have helped uh, professions for 36 industries to transform their story into a presentation that converts. So that's why I'm here today.
1: Very cool. Very yep. cool. And, and so I, I like what you said there, transforming their story yep. into a presentation that yep. converts. There's three yes. components of that, their yep. story presentation that converts That's really important i like that that. so so with that um i I, i'd love to know you know first off what really keeps people from getting up and telling their story because i i think that's important and why is telling their story why is it important to be able to tell your story yes
0: i love that so in my in our in my journey looking back now i've done personally over 4500 talks not counting webinar videos, I have 12,000 hours of public speaking coaching. Sounds sexy, but it's not very sexy because out of these 12 hours, people send me an hour talks, and by myself in my in my office reviewing, so it's not very sexy. Right? So, after doing all these things, I I learned that persuasive speaking mm-hmm. you can break down into the I call the four pillars mm-hmm. of persuasive communication. So, if you listen to us, get a pen and paper right now, write it down. Okay. And because I want to answer your first question, but there's four things. Four now, the first points. one has to do, you ask me why some people don't do it, why some people, I know speaking right now, has to do, I call, my word that I use is presentation psychology. You could use mm. mindset, right? It is how we think about ourselves and we think about speaking. Now, we are in a time which is for anybody who has a purpose and they have a story to share doesn't get easier and more exciting right now, right? I mean, Facebook Live, YouTube, I mean, look at the impact you have. It's everywhere and, so, and, and free. It's free. And sometimes I, I get frustrated because I know people that they can create a huge impact in do dome because they're so caught up on this psychology. Okay. Uh, and I think one part is the whole idea of their belief system, they, some people believe that my story is not unique or I don't have, mm. and, and I tell people that everybody has a story just because you have a, and a story. is not a story until it's told. So your job as an influencer or communicator or, or speaker or leader or coach is to tell a story. You see, people can steal your marketing, your employees, your software, copy your software. You know, one thing they cannot steal is your story. So you got to be able to lead with your story. And the first step is like owning in a place like, man, I do have a story. My story matter. Yesterday, I did a presentation where uh, addressing one of the beliefs uh, Jared people have is this. Roberto, I see I do have a story. I want to communicate. But I see in my area, there's so many speakers already talking about what I want to talk about. Therefore... Nobody wants to hear from me, therefore, I won't be able to make it, therefore, you know, I shouldn't talk about it. because Just because, look, and, and this is a huge belief because they, they tell themselves, my message is not unique. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you this, number one or one, one idea is that people, they want to hear from you. See, uh, there, there, there are some principles like, it started from Napoleon Hill or even maybe from the Bible. I mean, that, that stuff, like positive mindset, does not change. But a lot of times, people want to hear from you, from your expert, not from other people. Because sometimes your audience, they may not like other speakers. They may not trust other speakers. They may not relate to. Uh, some audience are not ready. Maybe they heard the message, already. So the idea is that it's up to you from your lenses, your story, your perspective, tell how you feel about specific content, right? Okay? Another, another uh, belief that holds people back, Jerry, because this one, is that Roberto don't speak or don't communicate or not doing video because I don't want to be judged, hmm. right? And this is a big one, right? Because if I do speak, if I do record a video, if I do a Facebook Live, if I do a YouTube, then I'm going to be judged. And here's how I'm going to reframe that right now for you. I believe... That the ultimate form of judgment happens when someone that is looking for your help, that's willing to pay for your help, doesn't know you exist. Now, that's judgment. Just think about that for a sec. Just think about for a sec. Let's say right now, in your marketplace right now, you have someone that, hey, I'm looking for this type of service. I'm willing to pay. And that person doesn't know you exist. Now, for me, that is the ultimate judgment. Because in your, that person's mind, he goes, well, I never heard about that person. Therefore, that person is not that what? It's not that good. Because mm. if that person really good, I would have heard about him or her. Mm. And the only way you have... To influence the current judgment of not knowing who you are is by what? Showing up. Showing up, telling a story. Hmm. All right? So there's a lot uh, there's a there's a lot of uh, the psychology piece is such a is such a big issue. Look, according to research, around seventy five percent of people experience some type of speaking anxiety is hmm. big. Wow, I don't believe in the whole research about you know it's fear. Public speaking is higher than fear of death, but it's up there. You know what I mean? It's up there, and I feel like I, I feel right now. Look, if you have something in your heart, that is, uh, a story in your heart, a message in your heart, then do you own it yourself? Because either you have uh, urges. If you don't have urges to present, the audience won't have urges to act. Hmm. And if you wanna, do either wanna be excited? Right now, to share, you're gonna experience regret. Which one? Because mm-hmm. look back in your life, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, and man, I wish I had step up. I met Jarek, great coach, right? Help me. Like, I wanna. I, I hope they hire and work with you, buddy, because I see the transformation you, you're doing people, and they can. They either gonna experience either fulfillment, acceleration from like you teach, live on purpose, yeah. achieve great things, or I feel like at the end of the day, people. Uh, The experience regret. So the psychology of speaking is big. Does that make
1: sense? Huge sense, huge sense It makes total sense allowing that person to get out of their head to Uh realize that um, You know, they have a story that even though there's other people who might have been through similar things I always tell people you could be standing in the same situation side by side watching the same thing happen, but you have totally different experiences of what happened and like you said you know people can argue with facts but they can't argue with your experience because that's your experience that happened and therefore Mm -hmm. that is your part of the story you can side be be side by side but you have to tell your experience so that people can hear another viewpoint or vantage point of what happened not only that um i like what you said on don't be judged that the fact that you know how in the heck is anyone going to ever find you and make the ultimate judgment? And the ultimate judgment is if they choose to invest with you or not. Yep. They, you know, People talk all day long, but I, I, I'm more interested of, hey, if, if that's the person that needs my service, wants my yep. service, yep. And, and really truly could use it in an effective way to better their life, to better their business, to better their health or their relationships or whatever, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the ultimate judgment. Are they willing to take out their credit card or take out their cash and say, let's do this and actually have a better life because of it? And, yep. and, and that, that's the real true judgment. Like what they say, anyone mm-hmm. could say anything. Like I'd be like, that's blue, that's green, doesn't yep. matter. Yep. At the same time though, are they willing to take action and do something about it, whether it's enrolling with you or taking mm-hmm. what you shared with them and mm-hmm. actually doing something with it. What used to drive me nuts is, you know, before I met you, I'd go share yep. something with a group of people that yep. I know could change their life, they yep. know could change their life. There's scientific evidence and proof from the greatest universities on earth that it can change their life. Yeah. Proof. And they do nothing with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. Buddy, I. That's horrible.
1: It should never happen. And and so the last point you made. You know, the, the judgment isn't what they're saying about you. The judgment is if they're going to take what you've said and actually change their life, actually do something good with it. Yes. And it's not and the just, science. It's not the research. It's not the background. It, it's what you shared with me, the ability to find the headspace yeah. to get into that place, the psychology, the mindset, yeah. to, to get yeah. into the place where you believe you are the right person to share their story. You, your yeah. unique perspective was what makes it special. Yeah. And, and the ultimate judgment will become is if they use it or not. Yeah. That, that's a beautiful place to start.
0: And then uh, one more thing before we, we switch gears when it comes to mindset. And I know you talk a lot about and you help your students and the concept of identity and uh, yeah. and speaking is such a big thing because when you do our classes you see people coming up and then, and then they go like this okay you they learn the skills they learn the opening the preframe the storytelling the closing all this stuff and then uh, when i when i when i started back in 2002 analyzing speakers i noticed that you you could give the same information to different people some of them are going to run with it implement some people are just going to don't do anything about it and part of it part of it is because is their identity mm-hmm. how they see themselves and let me give mm-hmm. an example okay so let's say one of, one of the professions that I use that I work a lot is chiropractors, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing doctors, they're the community and they serve. So let's say, and one of the ways they do it is they do health and wellness talks, amazing people, they get amazing results. I'm a big advocate for chiropractic. So let's say you have two doctors who are at the same skill level, right? Let's say they're two, A and B, mm-hmm. and both are amazing. Both come to our, our public speaking presentation class both know how to tell the story, how to close. One person, A, doctor, see himself as I am an amazing doctor of chiropractic, right? Person A. Person B goes, I'm an amazing doctor of chiropractic, the same thing, and a wellness speaker or mm-hmm. wellness advocate. Which do you think long term will become consistent with the act of communicating to groups of people, A or B, right? Be the guy who see him or the girl who's really deep inside see himself as a communicator mm-hmm. or a speaker or teacher or advocate. And one of the things that I do in my class, I say, look, if I were to go to your LinkedIn profile right now, if I were to go to your Facebook profile, how in order to have your session profession, what does it say? Does it say speaker? Does it say advocate? Does it say if, because how the moment you change how you see yourself hmm. your audience see how they see you hmm. and a lot of people they complain about oh man i don't have a uh, speaking gigs you know well because they don't know you speak i got you today and san diego's 11 36 i, I, I we're we recording since 10 before 10 i got you they came in chew, mm-hmm. because people know what i do i am not bragging here but People know they have no. Oh, then that guy speaks about speaking storytelling, and and the idea is that do you have to see yourself a lot? A lot of times, buddy. uh, Which I'm gonna shift gears. The second pillar is that the whole psychology piece. You have amazing professionals. Mm -hmm. You have uh, professionals, amazing stories. They have helped, you know, thousands of people to solve problems, change people's lives, and sometimes they are not out there speaking or advocating whatever you want to call, or become a thought leader, an influencer, because they just can't see themselves that person. They have Mm -hmm. this skill. They read a couple books. They watch the TED Talks. But as long as they get locked in that identity, which locks everybody in, then you you won't become consistent. So I I encourage you, if you're listening to us right now, and if – you have a desire to communicate whatever message you have to communicate the masses to ask yourself, How am I defining myself right now? You know, what's the definition? Because I'm remember. it's not about changing who you are, it's about expanding who you are. Oh, I like and, 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 you know, it's expanding. And here's an example I, I'm super grateful. Uh, July 27th, I'm going to be at that for the first time. Super happy. And I know. And even though we have the room ready, baby Sophia's ready, I'm excited. My wife is excited. I know for a fact, based mm-hmm. on this is my, how do I know, but I just know. The <laughs> moment I grab a little baby, I'm going to have this like identity expansion, like boom, dad, right? Yep. It's like, I'm going to have that a moment. And then I'm like, no, have I? And at that moment, it's not like I have, quote unquote, dad skills, right? <laughs> but now... I, I transform. I have the psychological identity shift, and now I'm gonna quote unquote adop, uh, maybe adopt new behaviors as a dad yep. and, and stop doing some things. So, and I know, so it wasn't a skill set, it was did identity shift. Mm. And I hope that you realize that you don't need a hundred years of therapy to expand your identity about, in you know, the where I'm gonna be speaking and influence. So, anyway, <laughs> I live with that. <laughs> I like it.
1: A new identity around the corner and no need for 100 years of therapy to step in and expand who you are to become who you need to be in order to make the influence you wanna make. I like that. Very cool. So pillar one is headspace. What's pillar two? Uh,
0: Presentation structure, Uh. which I don't wanna, uh, presentation structure is how we organize talks or presentations. And this is like usually spend 10 hours talking about it. So you guys ready for a 10-hour video recording here? <laughs> so, so we're not going to go too deep here. But I want to give some pointers for you, okay? Just the first thing that I want to make sure you guys walk away is this. Structure gives you freedom. Mm. Structure gives you freedom. So when you, have, when you have a talk that's structured, then it's almost like is this cool feeling where information is flowing through you. It's a school feeling where I just know where I am. And a lot of people think, well, if I am too structured, I'm actually going to lose my mojo or mm. I won't be as effective or I'm going to, quote, unquote, be canned. And which is the, the biggest lie. Most people who come to organize a talk, what they do? First thing they do, open up PowerPoint. Boom. And start typing. Boom. That is like terrible. Why? Because your PowerPoint's linear. Your mind's not linear. So, the first, the best way to brainstorm your talk is either old school, pen and paper, whiteboard, or if you're a high tech guy or girl, you can use mind map. I use mind map where I just, because now I'm putting all my ideas, okay? Uh, so, presentation, uh, structure gives me freedom. Number two, before I present the information, I want to create the need for So, while a lot of some of us, we get so excited about talking about our stuff that you forgot to talk about creating the need for why you're talking about okay and the w- one ways that you can talk about the need is, is this quick framework okay i'm not gonna get into it but when it comes to presentation structure the but bi- so okay let, let's let's go real quick because it's kind of hard to, to explain it i'll get into it all right so the, the presentation has five areas mm-hmm. okay i gonna write down opening pre-frame Body, pre-close and close. I want to say again, opening, pre-frame, body, pre-close and close. Opening, pre-frame, body, pre-close and close. Opening is how we start a talk. Obviously, different talks, according to the context, might be different. You can start a talk with a, a story, a quote, an exercise, physical activity. Have people stand up, raise your hand. So you want to make sure you have a powerful opening. Uh, pre-framing. I'm not going to get into in this call, but the best way to explain preframe is like this. is like, let's say um, I'm at a party. And then everybody's dancing here to my left. And then Jared uh, texts me and say, "Hey, man, how is the party? Take a picture." And I go to get my phone and I take a picture from the wall, right? Everybody's dancing here, and I take a picture from the wall, send to him like, this is not part of this is a wall, right? It's because I frame my phone incorrectly. I should have mm-hmm. people to dance. that's framing. Framing means that what you want your audience to notice and focus on, okay? Which I'm not gonna get into it. But the body, I wanna give a framework. A body is how you lay out the story, so in persuasive speaking specifically, I like to use this framework and I'll explain why. If it writes down, problem, impact, cause, solution. How the solution works and prove it. All right? So problem, impact, cause, solution. How the solution works, and prove it. Now, when I build up my talks, if you, if, if all you get from this call in a structure, you follow this: problem, impact, cause, solution. How the solution works, prove it that it works. You're gonna be, you're gonna be gold, right? Now, Roberto, why in persuasive speaking you like to talk about the problem, the cause, and the impact, and the cause? Why? Because your audience. They they fall into this. They are in one of the three spots. Number one, they don't know they have a problem. So let's say someone now is depressed. Uh, they're drinking a lot. They're and they don't know that the problems they don't have purpose in their life. Right? They just don't know. And part of the depression, anxiety, the drinking a lot, man. They're or maybe they have their values. They have conflicting values. Right? Or they have a purpose. And, or they have uh, limitation, limiting beliefs and you as a coach, as a professional, you can help, but they don't know. They have no clue. They just don't know. That's why you got to always int- elegantly introduce the problem. Uh, the second type of person is the person who knows that he or she has a problem, right, but doesn't have urgency. It's like, yeah, you know, I heard this motivation speaker before talk about purpose. I know that I'm like running, my, my life has, I'm going in, you know, running in circles. I'm not doing anything in my life. I heard about it. I know I gotta do something about it. I know I have to overcome my fear, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep drinking right now. I'll do something about next month, right? So that's mm-hmm. kind of like someone who has been exposed to the problem, but doesn't have urgency to change. And then mm-hmm. the third small, it's very small piece of the population is that someone who knows have a problem, someone who has urgency to change and actually is shopping around for different coaches or consultants or trainers, or whatever. And that's, and then your, so your job to using, that's why I like to talk about the problem elegantly. I talk about the impact and the impact I want to create some type of leverage in my talks where they feel the problem and create some urgency and talk about the cause of the problem elegantly so that when I talk about my solution, how the solution works, I'm I'm fixing the cause. And then obviously the third part is prove it. I'm just adding social proof. So. If you forget about the opening, pre-frame and pre-close and close, which I'm going to give some ideas, then the whole body of your talk, which is around 70% of the communication, if all you get from this call, you always introduce a problem and you can introduce using market data. You talk about the impact of the problem by ask questions or maybe telling stories. And you elegantly talk about the cause and eventually you shift and go into here's my solution, here's how it works. And make sure you talk about the how we talk about solving the, the cause of the problem. And then you're going to and you prove through uh, client stories that and testimonials that you, your, your product or service works. Then that is a kick ass framework. So that's the body. Then you have the pre close and close. The pre close is how you introduce your offer. And then. And then a close, have an emotional close in the end. Now, when you go back to the fourth pillar, I'll I'll refer back to the the pre-close here. But overall, a talk has five major areas, opening, pre-frame, body, pre-close, and close. And the body here, which is around 70% of anybody's talk, I want to make sure we spend enough time today just giving these uh, ideas, introduce the problem, talk about the impact that caused the problem, shift the solution, how it works and and bring some stories to prove it. So I think that would be a good start to help you out.
1: I love it. And and so with, with that, I like the three different frameworks that people can be in. Either mm-hmm. they don't even know they have the problem or they know it, but there is no urgency to change, or they know it, they have urgency and they're shopping. They're ready to find someone yeah, to help yeah, them yeah. bridge that gap. Now, yeah. what's interesting, when you get into the body, so you've done your opening, you yep. framed it, you know, you, you framed it properly, yep. like yeah, by, you by said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. and then you get to the body. Mm-hmm. I like what you said about market data, because yep. a lot of times people say a problem of, well, how many people struggle with X? Yep. And now what if you're in a room of a thousand people, but only one dude raises yep. his hand? Yep. It yep. doesn't look yep. like anybody struggles with it. Yep. And there's yep. no proof. But yep. I like what you said. You bring up a study and say, hey, I did a study on... 5,000 people, and based on the 5,000 people, 72% said this, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, even if no one in the room raises their hand, you've Mm -hmm. just proved that a good majority of people struggle with the concept you're about to talk about. That's Mm -hmm. brilliant, because otherwise, you're taking a real risk if you wait till you get in the room to see who does and who doesn't, versus telling them, research shows. Yeah.
0: So one of the things that I do too is like, uh, is this like more like a metaphor in my mind? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a, a reverse triangle or pyramid where mm-hmm. I start, like, let's say the, the tips in the bottom. Mm-hmm. So I start with the, the global pain, right? Ah. So I introduce the problem and then eventually the tip of, of the, the bottom of the pyramid, I want to make personal. So I mm-hmm. introduce did you know that in America, 75% of people experience fear of public speaking? Did you know that Z research uh, shows that the number one skill for executive is communication, public speaking, presentation skills? So now I start building up, and then eventually I'll be like, how many of you, and here's the language, if you or someone you know, right? Mm. So now they'll be like, well, because sometimes you said something really powerful. People may be, they don't want to raise their hand, right? But they'll be like, how many of you or someone you know that sometimes they know should be speaking, but it's not. They'll be like, well, he said someone I know, but they, they identify themselves and start creating these commitments. Eventually, eventually, I want to use a lot of self-persuasion mm. because self-persuasion means that when I tell something, they doubt it. When they tell me, it's their idea. So I built in self-persuasion exercise in my talk so that by the time I talk about the problem, they impact the cause, they be like, "They're okay, man, we do have not everybody, but we experience these challenges, you know. So I feel like uh, we. Another thing too, uh, Jarek, is that I believe that I don't believe in, uh, in information. Why? Right? I believe I have. Okay, let me let me re, let me go back ten seconds. I believe in information. I don't speak to inform. I speak to transform. Right? Ah, I like it. Is is different? Uh, is different than saying, uh, "I'm going to share some information." I don't have the mindset because. If you go to Google, how much information can you find about public speaking presentation? A billion? How many books? You see, what I, what I do, public speaking presentation is not unique in a sense that has been around 500 years before the Bible. Just think about that. All right? Even before, man. I, before. Hold on. All right? Here. I'll prove to you. All right? Here you go. And this is my Bible. So, so we have a uh, rhetoric, Aristotle. That was written 300 plus years before Christ, right? And then you have a uh, Cicero, has been uh, 30 years after Christ, is written all these volumes. And this one was a couple of years. Quintilian, right? Five book volume, half in Latin, half in English. On literally, they kept, they call the. Uh, the orator's education. At that time, you got to go through, they, they start mm-hmm. educating speakers since they're like little kids. Wow. Because the most important thing, right? And the reason I say that is because, man, speaking has been around for 2,000, years. Think about that. And I feel like pfft, um, is, is the uniqueness of your message, your story, the psychology, the structure that makes anybody unique. And I feel like anybody here to benefit from
1: it. So I'll throw a strange fact in there. We were just over um, traveling and okay. we, we took my grandparents for their very first time to Europe. So we took them to Barcelona and Spain and then brought them home. And my That's wife cool. and I snuck away and s- snuck into a museum and we yep. were reading facts and data about ancient Egypt and, yep. and different ancient civilizations. And the one thing they would do when they wanted to try to end. A a a legacy and a story of a culture. So they were trying to get rid of a whole culture on the planet. The the first people they would find were the storytellers, and they would try to get rid of all of them because when they got rid of all the storytellers, the culture ended because there was no one left to tell the story of who they were for it to extend into the future.
0: So that is an amazing piece of information. After the call, I make sure I get that because I had no idea. So it's
1: interesting is for people listening. What's the story of your family? And how will that be told forward? Because whatever the story is of your family, of your clan, of your community, of the people you belong to, if that story stops being told, you cease to exist. Because like you said, a story is only a story when it's told. The story of who you are, the story of the important people of your legacy, the story of how you've, you know, your family, your community has impacted the world in some way the difference you've tried to make, if people stop telling the story, it disappears. And so the concept of have you practiced, have you learned, have you embodied the story of what you represent and who you are and what your family means and the legacy you want to leave as as a community of a family Mm -hmm. and have you prepared generation after generation to be able to speak forward the story of who you guys are. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if you don't, the legacy of who you are disappears and no one will ever know past that point the moment the story stops. So if there's someone in your family that doesn't know how to pay forward that story, you might want to help train them up a little to get them in a position where they can learn to tell that story of who you were and why you're here.
0: Man, that's so powerful. That's so powerful. I, thanks for sharing that. I didn't know the the whole idea about the try to eliminate storytellers. I knew the fact that when you're storytelling, if you think about it, because written language has been around for five thousand years, and scientists talked to us about storytelling been around for a hundred thousand years. The the idea uh, the idea that we the way we share hmm. and the way we learn knowledge hmm. was through oral communication through storytelling. Does that make sense?
1: It does.
0: So it's so it's kinda like so now it makes sense when when people if you want to end a culture or end the era, you go in and stop and you kill the people who are telling the stories. I never heard that before. That's powerful.
1: It, it makes a whole yeah. culture disappear. I was with a friend who was over in a part of, he's from Egypt originally, and there's a certain part of Egypt um, that uh, there's some conflict going on between the you know the Egyptian people and, and, and where he's from, Nubia. And he says, what's interesting is there's, he, this was his opinion. I, I, I need to research a little bit more and I'm sure it'll yeah. bring up some, uh, intense conversation from either side. <laughs> Fair warning okay. in the comments section on this video. <laughs> but in his opinion, for what it's worth, his opinion, uh, he says, they're trying to get rid of my people and my culture. And I said, what do you mean? And he says, they took the Nubian people out of the history book in Egypt. They no longer teach it as part of history. It doesn't exist in the history book. Um, they're, they're trying to make it illegal to speak Nubian anywhere wow. because what happens is there's a handful of troublemakers in his community. And what happens is when the police come to get them, they all speak in a different language called Nubian and the police can't understand. So therefore, they're trying to make it illegal to speak the language. And if wow. you can't speak the language and you can't tell the stories and no one hears about the stories and no one knows the language, their hope is the culture will disappear so that they don't have to deal with them anymore. And so today, wow. this was two years ago, I hung out with him and he told me that story. And I came home scratching my head being like, it still happens today. Like people still do this stuff in the world. It blows my mind because you, you think everything's on Facebook, everything's in the world, everything you can see, but there, mm-hmm. there's groups of people still trying to stomp out other communities. And, mm-hmm. and so the question becomes, you know, how, how strong are you at telling your story so that you, your culture, your family, your community doesn't disappear. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a big one just for people to think about. I mean, there are stories mm-hmm. for business storytelling. Same thing with your business. Yeah. If someone yeah. stops telling your business's story, your mm-hmm. story, your business eventually will cease to exist because no one will know you even exist. Mm-hmm. If someone stops... Say, go ahead, please. I have a say
0: that I say, if you don't share your story, the marketplace will create one about you. you know? It's true. So they, <laughs> they create one about you. So that's why I'm su- super clear in our team here, uh, Influenceology, my role, share the stories, advocate, speak, record videos. That's, you know, that's my role and embrace that happily. I love it to be able to share, inspire. I got inspired, still inspired by people like you, buddy, uh, the impact you make. So I'm always plugging in. So I get inspiration for myself to, to keep, you know, uh, out, going out there and speaking and sharing. So very important. So, so, so going- hold
1: on. We had number one. <laughs> headspace. Yeah, excited, yeah. We took a left turn with a the story there. So, yeah. number one, headspace. Number two, structure. Um, I think you said four. So, what's three and what's four? Number
0: three, number three, uh, number three I call presentation delivery, hmm. which, man, I, it was like I have three minutes left. <laughs> I see you got too excited, man. Presentation delivery has to do anything with eye contact, body language, engaging the audience, how you manage the room, the energy of the room. And the fourth one, I call increments of influence which means that how do you use science to help you convert more and I give a little piece here I have one more minute is this uh, every time I speak I always when I'm in in a setting of selling I always include freedom of choice Mm. because research shows that when I acknowledge that people have the power to choose it will uh, decrease resistance follow me so I always say look when it comes to public speaking presentation training, I totally get it. you guys have a lot of choices. I totally get it. right? So just adding the that I acknowledge that people have the freedom to choose hmm. decreases resistance. I know it's a small there's a bunch of studies done. I wish I had more time to cover buddy, but but that's one little piece of I like of a scientific research that you can use in your talks.
1: I like uh, it. So four free, different pieces Four pieces the headspace, the structure, the delivery, and then the increments, increments of influence. Of influence. I love that. So, so yeah. big question. First off, thank you so much for coming and sharing with us here. It's a privilege yeah. and an honor to share someone who's touched my life so deeply and such to so many other people around the world. But for yeah. people watching in right now, if this is the first time they've ever seen or heard from you, uh, where can they go to find more? I know you do uh, events, you, you do more training, coaching.
0: Us? Yeah, the, the, in front about our work, just go to influencestallage.com. We offer some awesome eBooks for free. They're chapters of my upcoming book, so you can download, read it, and uh, benefit from it. Just go to Influenceology.com.
1: Very cool. We'll link it up right below this video. You'll see Influenceology.com typed out. Well, I know you've got to go, so thank you, yep. thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, buddy. For coming and Adios, sharing with amigos everybody. and amigos, peace. Thank you, for everyone, for tuning in. Hopefully, you have an amazing day, evening, morning, night, afternoon. Make sure to leave comments in the comment section. We will forward those over and get questions answered for you. See you all later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.